I wear the badge because I believe that everything I do every day matters to somebody I in the public. I wear the badge because I enjoy problem solving. I wear the badge. I give people I wear the badge voice. because I am very proud to serve the community. That I wear I the badge because I enjoy helping people. And that's why I wear the badge. Welcome to the Wear the Badge podcast, a production of the Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association, where in each episode, we'll explore the realities of law enforcement. It's a rare look and listen inside the often misunderstood profession of policing. So let's separate fact from fiction and perception from reality right now. Hi, hello, everyone. I'm Andy Skugman, your host and the association's executive director. So far, Where the Badge has been focused solely on the widespread hiring crisis in law enforcement, its present impact on police agencies, and future implications on public safety in our communities. In our final episode of season one of this podcast, we offer hope for the policing profession. I attended high school in Ortonville, Minnesota. Um, and then I moved upon graduating. I went to Ridgewater. Um, I am in my first year still. I was originally born in Puebla, Mexico, and uh, I live now in Minnesota for the past 24 years. Right now, I am basically a full-time PSCO student uh, taking classes at St. Cloud State University. I'm from Marshall, Minnesota, and I'm going to school in public high school, and I'm a senior this year, and I plan to go to Alexandria Tech for two years. Meet the next generation of police officers. These students are training to become cops and are four of our seven 2020 Wear the Badge scholarship recipients. The Minnesota Chiefs of Police Foundation, the fundraising affiliate of our association, introduced the scholarship program this year and selected the first scholars in early March. When I was reviewing the applications, I was impressed with the amount of community service work that these uh, candidates had done in their, in their fairly young life. Jeff Potts is the president of the foundation and chief of police in Bloomington, Minnesota, a Minneapolis-St. Paul suburb. He also notes that the candidates demonstrated strong writing skills, a sometimes unexpected quality in today's world of texts and emojis. Perhaps less surprising was this observation. In the pool of candidates that we looked at, we did see there were second-generation police officers, their fathers, and even some brothers and sisters were law enforcement officers already in it. You know, we continue to see law enforcement runs in the family. That is the case for Rachel Mork. She's a first-year student at Ridgewater College in central Minnesota. So my dad is actually an officer. He has been for my entire life. So I knew pretty much, even when I was little, this is just always what I wanted to do. I never really staggered in that. One reason she's going into law enforcement is to be there for people even in their darkest moments. You have the opportunity to save another person that may not have been able to save themselves in the first place. And, you know, you're showing up trained for that situation and being able to help. Already, Rachel has been exposed to a number of situations volunteering as a community service officer in the nearby town of Wilmer. Her responsibilities include parking enforcement, animal control, helping at accident scenes, and just stepping in wherever needed. I've also had the opportunity, there's a canine officer, a couple of them that work at the department, so um, I've had the opportunity to train with them, do some building search scenarios and things like that. I've also gone with the SWAT team and done some like role-playing, house-clearing type drills. From the start, Rachel says her dad has been an inspiration, but would she want to work with him? Um, no. (laughs) 
I get asked that a lot. We've had this conversation before, too. Um, no, we don't want to work together. The two have decided that could get a little bit messy. Next, we introduce Simon Garcia Rocha. He feels a career in law enforcement is a natural progression from his career in the military. Simone was inspired to join the United States Army following 9-11. Well, those events, they really uh, hit hard on me and at that time. And, you know, I wanted to do something for the country. So I uh, joined the military and uh, I was married with a small three-year-old kid. Although it was a shocker to his family, he says the decision was right for him. His military experiences, including his role as a casualty notification officer, have given him valuable perspective. That opened my eyes to, to a lot of things and to look at life in a different, different way. I also was in charge of several soldiers and under my care. So being in that leadership position really puts a, an idea of how someone relies on you to make the right decisions. And law enforcement says sometimes you have to make decisions in the moment and, uh, and live with those consequences and you hope you make the best decision possible. Simone, who was born in Mexico, believes his heritage, along with his bilingualism, will help him connect with the community. Police in Mexico, it's a little, little different than here and uh, sometimes can have a, a really bad rap. So uh, a lot of the culture that exists here in the States probably has that mentality that, you know, police is not approachable, that it's not going to help them. So I think I can, I can help with uh, bridging that barriers that exist. Simone plans to complete a four-year degree in criminology, but is currently finishing a two-year program at Century College in the Twin Cities. And that small three-year-old child he mentioned, well, he's all grown up and a student at the same college majoring in mechanical engineering. Two of the Wear the Badge scholarship recipients are seniors in high school and under more normal circumstances would be participating in spring sports right now. I plan on doing skeet this year, but with all this, chaos and it probably won't happen. I'm a three-sport athlete, but due to the coronavirus, basically just two. Tanner Curry is a senior at Marshall High School in southwestern Minnesota, and Sienna Pluger is a senior at Becker High School about an hour northwest of Minneapolis. Although the trap shooting season is on hold, Tanner says participation in sports, especially football, has helped him prepare for a job in law enforcement. We have a problem. We need to win a football game and we need to work together. Just like we have problems out in the real world, like we're going to have to work together to solve these problems. The hiring crisis influenced his decision to become a peace officer, something Tanner began considering his junior year in high school. I started learning about law enforcement and all the all the ways you can go. Like there's so many jobs out there and they're always needed, especially now. It just always interested me protecting people. I always wanted to be like a people person, like outside and interacting with others. Although COVID-19 has significantly limited interacting with others, the outbreak has been a source of motivation for Tanner as well. I think it almost like it just makes me want to join the force even more because I just like help people and I feel like right now they need it more than anything. Tanner hopes to become a state trooper someday. Sienna, meantime, has her sights set on the Minneapolis Police Department, but she hasn't always wanted to be a cop. I never really thought of it as a career. When I when I always thought about what I was going to be, I always thought I was going to be a lawyer for some reason. That was my thought since I was in kindergarten. That's all changed after interviewing a few Minneapolis police officers and going on some ride-alongs in the city. Something that I've noticed that I liked when I whenever I went on the ride-along was each 
street that I would pass, it'd be like a different nationality or race. So I thought it was like very diverse and I liked that. Captain of her school's soccer team, dance team, and track team, Sienna has developed leadership skills she believes will benefit her beyond athletics. I think it'll help me in my career so I don't hold back in something. I know like what I'm doing, have full confidence in what I'm choosing to do, and then I don't have any regrets with the choice I'm doing. She hopes to serve as a role model for other females interested in law enforcement. Rachel, Simone, Tanner, and Sienna. They represent the law enforcement leaders of tomorrow. They are the reason we launched this podcast in the first place. Where the Badge aims to raise awareness of the hiring crisis and educate the public on the realities of the profession. More importantly, it aims to recruit great people like these scholars to the job. So the Where the Badge project is really important. We're glad to see 40 applicants this year. We'd like to double or triple that. I really wish we had more funding to give out uh, because I think this is so important to, you know, again, trying to attract really good people into law enforcement to keep this profession going strong. That wraps up season one of the Wear the Badge podcast. If you'd like to support either the Wear the Badge Scholarship Fund or the continued production of this series, please visit mnchiefsfoundation.org to donate. Oh, and don't forget to share this episode and previous episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. This episode was written and produced by Amanda Grayson. For all of us at the Minnesota Chiefs of Police Association, thanks for listening and for your support as we work together to recruit great people to the policing profession. Real officers, real people, real life. Wearthebadge.org. Thank you.